Hello, Hanyaks, and welcome back to another NFL edition of the Rambling Viking podcast. As we get into the NFL season, I'm going to be bringing you a weekly NFL episode where we recap last week. We look at the picks, how I did, and then we make predictions for the following week. And then, of course, we will cover any feedback or thoughts that you guys have as listeners. So today, to start off today's episode, obviously going into recap of how uh, week two went. It was a wild one. We had our first Hyper Bowl. For those of you who are new, Hyper Bowl is the mispronunciation of hyperbole here, and it is used to indicate a NFC East division game. And that was Thursday Night Football, Washington football team versus the New York Giants. And what I did is I got to watch it with my Giants buddy, Connor. So I decided to do what any person would do. And throughout the game, as questions pop up in my brain, ask him questions related to the game or the players and it's a nice little about four minute uh, piece of different questions that I asked him his answers I think it's pretty funny so we're going to kick it off with that so without further ado here is our official Hyper Bowl recap all right it is Thursday night and we are here live with our resident Giants fan Connor for the inaugural Hyper Bowl game of this season it is Washington football team versus the New York Giants it should be a fumbling rumbling tumbling fun messy game and I've got some questions for Connor three of the four pundits on the pregame show picked Washington football team how do you feel about that Three of the four of them are smart. One time for Steve, my man. Because we're dumb together. Next question that I realized. Danny Dimes, or sorry, Daniel Drops is a captain. Yeah, I realize you have to do it. But at a certain point, someone needs to take a stand. Someone has to be first to say maybe he shouldn't be captain. I don't know who it is on the team. Jabril Peppers, he's playing defense, so maybe he wouldn't burn a bridge, but someone has to stand up and say something. We got a prediction, ladies and gentlemen. Guarantee Daniel Jones th- overthrows at least two deep balls this game. Guarantee. And that's a guarantee from a Giants fan. We just saw that Dan, Danny Drops has never lost to the Washington football team. 4-0, and which actually he's like 1-2-0 or against the Redskins, and then he's now probably 2-0 and against the football team. Right. But against everyone else, what is he? 4-19. Tell me, any thoughts? I feel a lot better about winning this game. So I got to ask. Do you miss Eli Manning at this point? Uh, It's the same. I don't need to miss him. I'm still watching him. (laughs) He just runs faster. I don't know how he pulled it off. He just runs. It's still him. That's all. It's still him. All right, next question. Who wins in a fight? Taylor Heineke? Daniel Jones. Um, Heineke or Daniel Jones? Jones has the speed advantage. Heineke has the graduate degree. I think Jones is Jones is pretty tall though, too, isn't he? I think he's taller. What does that have to do with anything? Just because he's taller doesn't mean he can. He has the reach, or knows what to do with it. Um. I'm gonna go. I'm I'm gonna go with Jones. A little more of an athlete. Um, it's one of those fights that no one wants to see. Everyone's like, "Hey, fight after school out in the parking lot," and everyone's like, "Okay, let's circle around." And they circle around and like, "Who's fighting?" Oh, don't. And then everyone just leaves, and like three people watch the fight, and you just get you just hear about who won, and you're like, "Oh, okay, cool." If Daniel Jones was going to a potluck, what dish is he bringing? Um, 
green bean casserole. Because no one's excited. A few people will eat it anyway. And anyone, everyone walks away forgetting they even had it. And it was there. Danny Dimes, dang it, Danny drops. He just, they just did a QB draw. draw. Okay. All right. Maybe we don't do this. And that was your recap of the first Hyper Bowl. Hope you enjoyed it. And I hope to do more of these in the future. But time to carry on with the episode. And we might as well start with the aforementioned game, which was the first game of the week. But before we do, I want to give you guys a quick reminder that we are doing a pigskin pick'em, which if you're not familiar with that, basically what it is is just a weekly, you make your picks for the NFL games that week, and we, we track them. I use it as a way to track my picks I make on the show. I will do them live, and it's free to join. There's no real prize except for the pride of uh, beating me, because apparently it's not that hard. But uh, I've got the link in the description, or you can check out the Facebook page, Instagram page, I have posts there with links you can follow the link tree on the instagram bio and that'll take you to that page you can sign up join it there's four of us so far it should be a fun time we'll talk about it on the show talk about your picks and so on and so forth but we can dive in to week two starting off with the hyperable which is pretty fun to do those in-person live interviews because now we we obviously know who won but in the moment we really didn't we weren't sure and uh, hope you enjoyed those little interludes uh for those of you who don't know that very last clip was a blooper the hints hints instead of the guitar slide which is called texas roadhouse guitar slide we did i did the cow moo because i was like what signifies and these are just garage band loops and i was like what best signifies like a total flub up and uh, that one was too funny to not keep in. I just, my mouth quit working and I was like, I can't talk. Okay, maybe we don't even do this question. Just forget it. Forget I even asked. All right, so we'll look at the pigskin pick and we'll walk through that as we look through these games and then any notes I have on the games we can talk about. And then we'll go over just some general highlights. So let's look at my picks specifically, which by the way, I'm at the, as I briefly mentioned, I'm at the bottom of the group. I'm at nine and seven and here let me actually go over the group we have skunk lines picks it's your boy and dwn 620 they they are 10 and 5 10 and 6 10 and 6 and i'm bringing up the rear they're all tied for first i'm bringing up the rear at nine and seven so uh yeah if you want to feel better about how you pick your games join my league apparently because you will beat me everyone else is yeah but this one i did get right washington over new york Fortunately so, and I feel pretty good about it. The big, big moments from that that we saw was obviously how they lost. I mean, New York was really, really gunning for it. I mean, they wanted it because they <laughs> um, they jumped off sides on a field goal. Something that doesn't have a snap count, typically, and something that you literally watched the ball to move. And who jumped off sides or was in the neutral zone? Oh, it wasn't it wasn't your uh, your your end man, your end rusher. No, no, no. It was it was like one of the nose tackles, like who's right next to the ball. So at that point, I mean, it was what are you even supposed to say, right? Other fun stats: Daniel Jones led their team in rushing again. He had nine attempts for ninety-five yards, a t- one touchdown, a long of forty-six. Saquon, another quiet night, 13 attempts. First of all, you're only giving Saquon 13 attempts. We talked about this last week with the Titans only giving Derrick Henry like 12 attempts. And then, not to spoil that game, but they obviously won. And Derrick Henry had, I don't know how many attempts, but I know it's more than 20. Might be closer to 30. So, the weird saga of Daniel outrushing Saquon and being the leading rusher for the Giants just is the most NFC least fashion. This game was a battle of overthrows, underthrows, penalties, and just general flub-ups. It was everything we expected from our from a Hyper Bowl and uh, much less not the first Hyper Bowl. I mean, shoot. Uh, I will say Connor's prediction of Daniel drops overthrowing at least two passes 
was spot on. He threw exactly. He had two bad overthrows. It was it was it was really spectacular. Actually, he got sacked four times. Uh, so he still managed to have a rating of one hundred two point two, which isn't what we want in general. But honestly, this performance with these hyper bowls, somebody has to win. You know, which by the way it was twenty nine to thirty. So how do you you don't get much closer than that? And so it doesn't count towards like a win knocking off. Knocking, knocking us off the NFC lease train because I think right now we're still on it. But yeah, that game was wild. Which, by the way, going back to the whole like live in person commentary little snippets that we did right there. First of all, I want to let you know that your phone voice memo, if you hold your phone upside down, you talk into the speakers on the bottom of your phone in voice memo mode, and you hold it, I don't know, about two to three fifths away from your mouth as you talk. It that's that's the audio quality you get. That wasn't with my normal mic that I use, and it worked out pretty darn well. So if you have clips, if you're a fan of your team, you know whoever you follow, and you're like, hey, I want to do some fun commentary or make some predictions or something, and send it in, please by all means do that. I would love to to clip those out and show those in the show uh, because we actually have some later. So we'll get into that though. All right, next pick was Houston. Texans and Cleveland Browns. I will say this game was surprising because the Texans were, like, were in it, all right? And they were up for a while, and then Cleveland ultimately pulled through. I was worried that Cleveland was going to go full Cleveland on us, but they didn't. So, got that pick right. Feel good. Buffalo Bills stomped Miami Dolphins, leaving no doubt, as they should, 35-0. to zero. Golly. Patriots did handle business against the Jets, and I believe Zach Wilson, is Zach Wilson the guy for the Jets? I Or is it Trey Lance? Or is it Trey Lance? One of those two, one of those newbies, really went all out on his picks and threw four of them. So hats off to him. He's really holding it down for the least. Then we have, oh, my game, who I did pick correctly, unfortunately, but... The Eagles and the 49ers, and while it was just 17-11, to 11, uh, so much from this game. First of all, the most disrespectful thing that they could have done was run a pitiful Philly special where he ended up throwing it away. Like, just try and run the ball if the pass is not They covered it perfectly. It was atrocious. I'm sure they saw it coming a mile away. I guess we thought we were being cute, but that was absolutely disrespectful. All right? That game, that that is that has become an, a famous play because of it helped propel us to our first Super Bowl. And y'all just going to throw it around like it's water trash? Ugh. So annoying. But... We lost, and rightfully so, and, you know, it was blown opportunities. Jalen Rager stepped out of bounds on a touchdown pass, or that would have been a touchdown pass, but he stepped out of bounds right before he caught it. One little step on the line, and bada-bing, bada-boom, doesn't count. So, and several other things that just, you know, didn't go our way. Uh, Jalen Hurts still kind of played a little bit a little bit surprisingly well, so, yeah, I don't know what to make of it. San Fran, what are you doing? 17, you should have blown us out of the water. That was That was weird of you. Your offense was strangely stagnant, and I don't know what to make of it. So, yeah, it was it was funky. But, all right, time to get into my missed picks. Pick the Steelers over the Raiders. That apparently was a mistake. My bad. Uh, don't know what happened in that game, but I guess the Raiders are real, at least for now. Don't get your hopes up, Raiders fans. We all know what's going to happen midseason. Then, maybe the weirdest game of the week. The Saints lost to the Carolina Panthers 7-26. And, well, Connor, I know you're shaking your head saying, what's weird about it is Jameis Winston. He throws a bunch of touchdowns one week and then a bunch of picks the next week, and that's his cycle. So, judging by that theory, you should pick up Jameis or start Jameis this next week because he is bound to have a big game. So, but yeah, the Carolina Panthers, I don't know, maybe they're kind of good, but maybe it's just the Jameis effect on the Saints. We shall see. Broncos handle business against the Jaguars, 23-13. to Nothing really doing there. Water under the bridge. Ha-ha, <laughs> but ching Then we have, uh, so I picked the Colts over the Rams. And the Colts didn't win. They only lost by three, despite Carson Wentz magically rolling both of his ankles. If you haven't seen this clip, first of all, how he didn't break his leg in some way, shape, or form, or destroy his knee, ankle, and or hip, 
in terms of like tearing ligaments and things is incredible. But it's basically like a sack where he kind of keeps running and end up, he ends up kind of getting rolled up on. And he obviously rolled one of his ankles real bad. But then the report came, and so he went out of the game, and Jacoby Brissett, their backup, came in, finished the game, and he still only lost by three. So that was, you know, not too bad. But <laughs> leave it to Carson Wentz to not, to not just sprain that one ankle. Out of solidarity, his other ankle was like, you know what? I'm going down with you. He and he sprained he sprained both ankles. That is impressive. As someone who has sprained who's between my two ankles, I've sprained them both. Or I've in total sprains, I'm I'm probably pushing like 15. And that's from like minor minor tweaks to like landing on a basketball and then and then rolling it from like top of the basketball to the bottom like all the way just blowing it out. I I can say I've never done the double sprain. That is so impressive. So we'll see. Which, in a general note, it was an injury palooza if you weren't keeping up. Andy Dalton might have had the dumbest one, though. He, it was a sidestep out of bounds on a QB scramble, and then he, and then you could see him afterwards. He's like, "Oh crap, my knee!" But it turns out Justin Fields is probably going to also be their starting quarterback, and they still won despite it. But I'm getting ahead of myself. All right, the Bengals over the Bears. Oh, yeah. Well, not that far ahead of myself, apparently. Pick the Bengals. They lost by three. And who said it? Someone was talking and said, the Bengals are either going to win by three or lose by three all season. And I believe it. Joe Burrow threw a couple picks. Justin Fields threw a pick. But I still believe Joe Burrow's that dude. And I believe they will get it together. I'm the Bengals right now is like the Cardinals of two years ago when they first got Kyler Murray. So give them a couple seasons. Now they have to overcome a lot. And that is the Bengals effect that Kyler Murray didn't have to overcome. So which Baker Mayfield seems to be helping. They finally, the Browns seem to be overcoming the Browns effect and being at least a decent team. Uh, so maybe the Bengals can do in fashion because I realized that apparently Ohio teams in the NFL are total trash. Like they did, they both have a history of being garbage, Cincinnati and Cleveland, which is hilarious to me. It's like you got two teams in that state and they are two historically of the worst teams, unless you go back to the freaking sixties and with Jim Brown playing at the Browns and that that's the last good time you have. Oof, it's rough. Yep. Another missed pick though. Then I got a couple, right? Cardinals over Vikings, which the Vi- if you check my Instagram, one of my I posted some of my top memes from this week, and one of them was it was a Madden thing. It was like Vikings kicker going for the game winner, and they aimed the the kick like all the way to the left, missed the game winner. Um, that was a fun game. I didn't get to watch it because we're in Oklahoma here. We had the freaking we had the Cowboys game, and after the Cowboys game was over, they wouldn't show they wouldn't switch to that. I was so mad. I was well. Hold on. My complaint in general, I didn't realize this, the 325 slot is one game. There's there's one game. You go from two games, you have Fox and then CBS, to one game on CBS, but there's multiple games on CBS at a regional. I'm like, can we not ugh, finagle this contract to, to have two games in the first times in the noon slot, two games in the 325, and then our Sunday night game? Because there's multiple games going on. I don't know. I might just get NFL Red Zone at this point. Seven-day free trial. Might try it out and just, just blast that on my screen so I can see all this. At least see when they get close, you know? See the exciting stuff. But good job, Cardinals. Proud of you. As you guys know, I'm a personal fan of them. So uh, Vikings fall to 0-2. Crazy times, right? Tampa Bay. All right. So this was interesting. At Atlanta. Um, or maybe Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Wherever. They played each other. That's all you need to know. Atlanta, of course, lost because they're total garbage. However, their offense seemed to be productive. They scored 25, and at one point it was like 25 to like 28 or something. I mean, and then Tampa Bay scored 20 more points, and it, they lost 25 to 48. So, yeah, they still got stomped, but I will say this. It was a little interesting to see that Atlanta at least put up points. So maybe their offense is back into some rhythm, and they can at least put up points because, I mean, Tampa Bay, their defense is essentially what won them that championship. So, interesting storylines developing. Also, Gronk has done an excessive amount of commercials, which I actually enjoy. Good job. All right, 
Uh, and then another NFC least. The Chargers really let me down. I thought they were going to be NFC East killers. And they lost 20-17. to 17. I will say this. We witnessed one of, there were a few extremely dumb calls by the refs. One, one was this game, and it was Justin Herbert. He, if you didn't watch it, go check it out. I'm sure you can look it up. So he went to throw it away. Now, he was getting tackled, kind of getting, like, you know, spun around, and he was, he was like, 20 yards back. And so he throws it, doesn't get to the line of scrimmage. It's going to be intentional grounding. Oh, well, maybe, actually. But he threw it away. But, in, but intentional grounding is spot of the foul, so it would have been moved back anyways. However, they called him down way before he was down I was like no that's just a sack um through some weird I don't know what but Cowboys won Zerloin on a Zerloin like 56 yarder to win the game wow leave it I mean I was holding my breath I was like oh leave it to Zerloin come on big boy big shanks oh long shanks over here all right I know apparently he's only short shanks. He only misses the short ones. So keep him under 40. Let them get to the, the, the 25-yard line or the or the 20-yard line to kick that field goal. Zerloin will miss it. Keep him back, though. He'll make it. I don't know. I can't explain it. But I missed that pick. Picked the Chargers. Pretty disappointed. There is a theory that it's the Charlie Demia, whatever that stupid TikTok girl is. Um, it's her curse because she like wore a Chiefs jersey, I think, last year, and they lost. And I think that was the Super Bowl, and her and her family were at the Chargers game. She's doing a Chargers jersey posting about it, so I blame her. Titans-Seahawks. I picked the Titans. Revenge game. Ooh, this was the one that I needed to look that up. Seahawks. We're, we're victim to another dumb call. Well, dumb call in the sense it was dumb for the Titans. It went into overtime, and Russell Wilson is getting rounded up and is going to be a safety. And I think he tries to throw it away or get out of the end zone. And they call him down at the one because of forward progress when, like, he clearly was in the end zone. Yeah, and it was weird, especially because that was the second call like that of the day. So Titans still ended up winning, kicking a field goal, uh, driving back down because they punted. The Seahawks punted after that, and the Titans made it back well they got it on like the Seahawks 45 or something so get 10 yards get a field goal good job Titans oh sorry Derrick Henry that's what you're supposed to look up when I saw the update initially he had 20 carries exactly okay see now this Titans this is how recipe for success even when they're say they say say they hold him to 50 yards under 50 yards in the first half keep pounding way 35 attempts 182 yards that's a derrick henry stat line all right three touchdowns also so that and that is if the titans want to win that's the recipe for success hand him the ball <clears throat> then arguably the most exciting game of the weekend the chiefs ravens which i missed oh well, I, I watched first half so i missed really the third quarter and then i watched all basically all the fourth quarter um, awesome game and awesome clip that came out of it was Harbaugh looking at Lamar. You want to go for it? Lamar's like, heck yeah. And then, uh, and they go for it and he gets it on the fourth and one. And, uh, all thanks to Clyde Edwards, Alaire fumbling, rumbling, bumbling, stumbling. Well, he just fumbled, but fumbled it and turned it over. And cause Kansas city was making their final drive to go down and try and score, um, it was an awesome game. Lamar actually looked really, really good. So I did see an interesting thing where him and Danny Drops had almost identical stat lines in terms of like a couple hundred passing yards and then uh, a little over 100 rushing yards. <laughs> and they were like, one, you look at one, you say, yeah, MVP. You look at another and say, he's the worst. And I was like, yeah, well, yeah. Because if you just look at that part of the stats or that part of the game, yeah, they are identical. But then when you look at the other things, like the blade and overthrows, the can't really manage an offense that well, talking about Danny drops here, then your differences come rolling in. All right. Then Monday night, once again, the Manning broadcast did not disappoint. It is my new favorite thing. This is what we, this is, this is the future. I'm going to watch every Monday night game on ESPN two as should you and didn't mean to rhyme there. 
And uh, it was awesome. And they closed it out in the best way possible. Pat McAfee came on fourth quarter and was the guest, and it was incredible. It was absolutely incredible. The game itself was pretty fun to watch, too. It was back and forth, back and forth, and then Detroit started stalling out, and Jared Goff did some Jared Goff stuff. It was raining. The ball slipped right out of his hand, and at one point he recovered that one, but fumbled a snap, too, and then threw a nice little pick right at the end to close it out. So here's an awkward moment. Oh, sorry, last two picks. I picked the Chiefs. They lost. That's fine. That's fine, though. That's a toss-up game. Like, even though 91% of people picked the Chiefs. Good job, everybody. So that 9% picked the Ravens. And then I went with the Lions on this one, and I can't remember why. I'm sure I have some stupid reasoning, but yeah. The Packers recovered, and the Lions are the Lions. So that one, I'll own that one. And I don't... 17. Oh my gosh. Holy crap. But let's let's talk about this. So you know on the last game, they always have a tiebreaker. So this one said, how many total points have we scored in Lions versus Packers? I put, and I just dropped a number. I was like, oh, I almost was like 90. And I was like, hold on. What's like a football score? And I was like, oh, 52. The score was 17 to 35. If you do your quick math, that is 52. I need some kind of prize because that is awesome. I understand it was just a tiebreaker, but uh, I win. Yeah, I win that week. Even though I lost that week, I won that week. All right. But that was... This week, if we look at the overall standings in the divisions, because this is a big conversation, is the NFC least is hanging in the balance, all right? And we said the NFC North might be making a push. So Washington won, but it was a Hyper Bowl. It doesn't really count. The Cowboys won, but the Eagles and Giants both lost. So right now, jury's still out. I think by week five, we'll have a definitive answer. Whether we, So we're going to keep covering it until then, unless they all win. I think if they all have a week where they win, which in the next couple weeks can't happen because they're playing each other, or... If, you know, three of the four win or something like that, um, then it's probably dead and gone. And we'll keep moving on. NFC North, they got two wins this week. So the Packers and the Bears are one on one. Vikings and Lions are 0-2. They're still kind of neck and neck because that's the same as all. The, well, actually, I would say they're behind. They, they're make, they're, the NFC North is still making the push to be the NFC least because the NFC East is... They have three teams with one win, with a win. The Giants are the taking up the pack. They're hey draft pick season. Let's go, baby. The Giants know their game. Draft picks, draft picks, draft picks. That's what they're all about. So, but those are I think are your bottom two divisions. Yeah. Well, AFC South. No one cares about the AFC though. At least not on this podcast. So good job. Uh, on beating me, everybody who submitted their picks. Let's cover any other notes that I had from this week. Let's see. A wacky referees was a big theme. I already covered those two weird calls. Then I saw some questionable. Oh, there was ineligible men downfield. There was one. What game was it? I think it was the Ravens Chiefs game, but like they were on the one and the guy. You know, it was kind of double teaming, and then he ultimately got pushed by the defender, slash the defender kind of shook him, so he stumbled forward. And so he went from a yard to, like, two yards downfield, but he turned around to try and, like, go and block again, and they called it on him. And I was like, okay, refs. I think it's it's one thing if, like, you know, you only have that yard, and you, like, stumble, get pushed, and you end up further. And, and it's only by a step, too. Don't call it. It's another thing if you... If you're running an RPO and you end up getting to the second and you like are intentionally five, four or five yards downfield and you're like, that's an eligible man downfield. So the refs had some weird calls. Some of these refs need to be put on notice because they had some whack calls. Oh, Tony Romo. I also, I don't know if I can find this. He used the term turkey hole on the broadcast. Yep. And I think. I think it was for a really good pass where they threaded the needle and said something about a turkey hole. And I was like, all right, Tony. So this is why I love you. <laughs> Great job there. Now, what we haven't seen through two weeks, or at least I haven't been privy to, is apparently is those, ex, uh, you know, remember that taunting rule and how they were going to push to get more tauntings called? Not seeing that. Haven't heard any much about it. Maybe there has been some, but... Really haven't seen it, so that's good because ultimately I was worried about that and haven't seen that at all, so so far, so good. 
All right, but those are the highlights. Uh, why don't we go ahead and jump into week three? What are our picks? All right, it's going to be exciting. Let's see what we're going to do, which, by the way, anyone who's in this pick skin, pick them. If you have any hot takes about any of these games, I, I, I'm probably not going to submit submit your, your hot takes or picks for you have your game of the week or anything like that. You can uh, record it on your phone. You can email it in. You could do the voice message via the link, or you could even leave a voicemail via the phone number that you can contact. I mean, I also have Instagram and Facebook now, too. Check all those out. So if you want to be part of this fun weekly conversation, which, by the way, I've figured out my new schedule. Um, it's going to be – so Wednesdays is the NFL day because it just makes – with Thursday night football and everything, it's Wednesday's the best day. Tuesday allows me to record, and then we can post it on Wednesday and go live because I have to wait until after Monday night football. And so Wednesdays is going to be your weekly NFL. Friday, I will try and do just the weekly Dose of Weird episode. And I forgot that I want to do some college football stuff, so that will be tentatively – I will be starting you know, this next week, and it will be for – week three I might release um a bonus episode like Friday evening or sun Saturday morning to talk about my predictions looking forward I'm really just going to cover the AP top 25 and even at that probably just closer to the top 10 because that's a there's a lot of team there's a lot to cover and then we'll look at highlights you know coming on Monday and whatnot so that's Monday Wednesday Friday right now you know Monday college football Wednesday uh NFL Friday, just your weekly dose of weird. And then I'm sure if there's anything else, we'll fit it in between somewhere, some way, shape, or form. So let's get to picking, though, folks. All right, we've got Carolina and Houston on Thursday night. So good news for you. If you're in Oklahoma, uh, guess what? Your Thursday night just opened up to go to the state fair. So go do that instead because this is a worthless game. All right, this is this is a non-bye week, bye week game. All right, bringing that back. Right, um, that may not be the one, but that is a one. So Thursday night football, do not need to be watching. Albeit, the Houston Texans, intriguingly so, are actually a real team now. I'm I'm fully convinced that Deshaun Watkins um, covered his alleged serial sexual assaultery. Not a word, but I'm using it was put a no-win curse on that team. And because they lost they lost Nuke, they lost JJ, and they lost Deshaun, and now all of a sudden they're good, teams don't lose their top three players and then get better, usually ever. So Although Tyrod did get hurt, his hamstring got hurt, he along with 18 billion other people who got hurt. So, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I don't even know who their backup is, and if you do, let me know. Uh, I could look it up, but I'm lazy. So this is awkward though too. The Texans are one on one. Panthers so ninety one have ninety. Everyone's siding with Carolina because their great performance against the Saints and I mean through the first two weeks. Houston lost Tyrod, so why would they win? I'm gonna go with the majority on this one. Carolina it is. <clears throat> All right, and then here we go. First NFC least team, Washington football team against the Buffalo Bills. Ninety six percent in favor of the Buffalo Bills. I'm going to take that, obviously. Taylor Haneke uh, and crew. I mean, really what I'm guessing is how many overthrows, how many how many blatant misthrows are we going to see by Haneke that aren't interceptions, like that are just like, oh, that was wild, right? Because, well, we could – I'm going to go with three, and if we include interceptions, five, predicting two interceptions by him. Buffalo Bills, though, should sweep the floor with them, just like they did to Miami. Keep that momentum rolling. They're good. Bears-Browns. This should be an interesting one. 92% picked the Browns, but I don't know. I, I Don't sleep on the Bears. I think Justin Fields is trying to really show out and show his stuff. But the Browns have that really good established running game and have got some really a really talented roster, honestly. Really are putting it together. So going with the Browns. Baker and the Browns. Going to bake them up. Ravens-Lions. 97% for the Ravens. That's our best percentage so far on these picks. Uh, and... <laughs> And then you have John Harbaugh and his huevos of steel. So we're going to go Ravens, obviously, on that one. Um, yeah, I'm just going to move on from that. I forgot I had a joke about Jared Goff where he really goffed that one, you know, because it's like a gaff, and that's when he fumbled those two times. So Colts-Titans. Colts led by, I think, Jacoby Brissett. Or is Jacoby Brissett Houston Texans' backup quarterback? He might be, actually. I might have mixed that up. Yeah, well... 
Uh, whoever they have at quarterback, because the double rolled ankles of Wentz, uh, which as a personal note, as a personal fan of him, I hope he doesn't end up just being an injury riddled quarterback through his entire career. So far, it's kind of panning out that way, but hope the best for him. Anyways, nine percent pick the Colts, ninety one percent in t- favor of the Titans. If the Titans give Derrick Henry the workload like they did this week, they should easily win. So I'm going to pick them, but I very well could believe they might flip-flop. They might only give him 12 carries this week, and then they lose. Prove me wrong, Titans. Chargers, Chiefs. Ooh, 95% for the Chiefs, obviously. I think they'll look to have a bounce-back game. But don't sleep on old Sherbert over there, all right? Justin Herbert, he's a baller. Uh, But... He's not quite ready to beat the Chiefs, at least this early in the season. Saints, Patriots. Now, this finally, an even split, 48. Uh, but the, the Patriots, it's a 48-52 split. Slight edge to the Patriots, which now, Connor, I'm going to give you credit here. So, we talk, you talked about this. You mentioned the every other with Jameis. Five touchdowns or a bunch of, put, bunch of touchdowns and a bunch of picks. So, we are slated for a bunch of touchdowns this week. I'm going to take the underdog at least according to how people picked, and go with the Saints. We're going to test this theory, see if Jameis balls out. Is New England the exception to the rule because they're notoriously good defense? Or they're just their defensive scheme and how well-prepared they are? I don't know. I don't know. Everything in me is telling me to pick the Patriots, except that. And I'm going to go with that. Got to be a honyak about it. All right, Falcons-Giants. Oh, this might be the non-bye-bye-week game of the week. Um... Because they are both trash. But, ooh, before we get to it, before we get to my prediction, you know what we get to play? So this is what I was talking about earlier, right? If you have your team that you follow, that's not one of the teams that we cover, or it is, and you want to offer your predictions for their game each week, or your thoughts, or your thoughts from last week, then you can submit them. And we have the first example of that. Connor, our resident Giants fan, has given us his prediction for the Giants-Falcons game. So before I give my prediction, give it up for Connor. All right, Giants prediction. In the greatest game of something's gotta give, 0-2 Giants, 0-2 Falcons. Someone unfortunately has to win this game. And... I think, oh, am I still dumb? I think I'm still dumb. I think the Giants are going to win the game. I think the Falcons are somehow even worse. I think the Falcons are atrocious. I think the Giants are just plain stupid bad. And there you have it. Fresh take with some fresh transition loops. Uh, by the way, I'm going to be trying a lot of those loops, especially when I do like the little recorded bits. Let me know which ones you like, which ones you don't like. Having, trying to have some fun with it. Thought that one was appropriate. So he is going with his fandom and taking the Giants. Now, look, I would honestly agree with him had the Falcons not put up 25 on the Bucks, even though they got absolutely throttled. Because here's what I think. I think the Giants, A, first of all, it's the Giants. I'm an Eagles fan. I don't want them to win. And... So as much as I do agree with you, these are two of the worst teams in the league right now, probably. And that's what they're vying for position. Like, who who's going to get it? And the Falcons, or sorry, the Giants are going to continue to run Danny Drops more than they run Saquon. And while he will have some big plays, maybe, maybe even score a touchdown or two, I don't think that's how you win. I think it's like the Titans with Derrick Henry. Give Saquon the ball if you want to win. Uh, I mean, you can let Danny run and possibly trip on the 25-yard line on his own. But you you won't win. He might put up some numbers, but you won't win. So I'm going Falcons, even though 59% picked the Giants. Wow. So I'm going with another under, underdog pick. Partially out of spite because, you know, it's for the, for the culture, right? I'm an Eagles fan. I can't pick the Giants to win, even though part of my brain is telling me that the Falcons are that bad. But they put up 25 on the Bucks, who have a good defense. So that's all I have to say about that. All right, Bengals, Steelers. 88% picked the Steelers. Uh, don't know what happened. Didn't really watch much at all. Of I just kept seeing highlights of Derek Carr and the Raiders against the Steelers. So I don't know what happened. I don't know how their offense looked. The Bengals, 
I'm going, you know what, we're going, we're going, we're riding the lightning on this one, all right? We are going Bengals. Come on, Joe Burrow and company. Joes, the Joes and Jamar, all right? It's Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon, Samaje P. Ryan backing him up, and then Jamar Chase, all right? We need, it's time to show out, boys. It's time to win by three this time instead of losing by three. That's how you're going to do it. You're going to flip-flop. You're going to lose one by three, win one by three, all right? That's what I'm predicting. Make me, make me right here, please. <laughs> Cardinals, Jags. Oh, 97% for the Cardinals, all right? As it should be. Trevor Lawrence. It's funny. Oh, yeah, this was stupid. I remember this now. Last week, right, they kept... I've seen this highlight of Trevor Lawrence throwing this great down the sideline, into the end zone, over the top pass. I mean, it's like a 30-yard pass, too. It's not even like a bomb. And they might have even been in the red zone. So it's like a 20-yard pass. And they're like, oh, look at this great pass. And I go, that's a routine pass that any capable quarterback should be able to make, all right? Like... Literally, like to be in the NFL, even to be a backup, like you should make that pass. It's a very basic pass. There was no crazy catch. He wasn't under pressure. wasn't off balance. Nothing. But it's part of the hype, right? It, it, I think what it is is the only good thing that came out of that game for the Jags. So Cardinals by a mile. That should be a highlight reel. I'm excited. Hopefully I'll get to watch that one. That's a... I don't know if it's a 12 p.m. game or not. It's on Fox, so hopefully it's one we get because OU quarterbacks, mm, which I do like the OU quarterbacks being spread out and being one for the Eagles because it means they get more Eagles games. Jets, Broncos. Wow, another game I don't care about. 4% pick the Jets. I'm For me, the over-under is two interceptions. or two. Sorry, two and a half interceptions. I'm making this up. I'm not pulling this from anywhere. This is mine. What do you have? I'm going I'm going to take the over on this one that uh, whoever – is it Trey Lance or Zach Wilson? I don't remember who they have. One of those is, and at this point, I don't even want to, I'm afraid to ask. Uh, I don't even want to know. This might be the season-long bit that I just never look up which one's which, and they are either or. So Trey Lance is going to throw more than two and a half picks. through four last week. I mean, he's trying to set some records here, James Winston style. Uh, maybe join the 30-30 club, except... He's got to throw a few more touchdowns to get those 30 TDs. Broncos, by a mile, 96% picked. Don't let me down, Denver. Come on, Teddy Bridge. Keep that water under the bridge. Don't let it come over. Dolphins, Raiders. Wow, surprising spread here. Figured with Tua having a bruised rib and being carted off for it, I'm going to assume that they were being cautious, that they thought it might be broke or something like that, but the fact that it's a bruised rib and he could possibly be back this week... And he got carted off for that. Walk it off. Walk it off. My buddy John said that he thinks two is soft. And at first I was like, really? And then I'm like, maybe. I mean, because his first injury, like, with his freaking hip, like, what are you supposed to do about that? There's not, oh, he was soft. But whatever. Fight me, John. Uh, I, I'm going to pick the Raiders along with 79% of you. So, because the Raiders seem to be, I don't know, somewhat real. It's kind of wild. All right. Buccaneers, Rams. This should be a good game. 64 36 split for the Bucs, uh, which I would agree with in large parts. Tom Brady, going to be Tom Brady stuff. However, I do feel like the Rams do have a chance with old Matthew Stafford at the helm, but it's too early in the season. He doesn't have a grasp. Like, they're going to continue to win and be good, but he's not going to be this good at this level, ready to beat the Bucs, who, who is basically the exact same team from last year, which is rare. So. In terms of chemistry standpoint, yeah, going with the Bucks on that one. Picking the majority, Seahawks-Vikings, 83% pick the Seahawks, as they should. Don't know much about the Vikings, except they got mediocre Kirk Cousins at the helm doing mediocre stuff. Give the ball to Dalvin Cook if you want to win, and then try and throw it a couple times to Thielen. Uh, Seahawks, definitely going to win that one. Packers, 49ers, all right. Wow, it split this much? See, if before last week's game, if you would have said Packers 49ers, I would have guessed a 50. This is a 50 50 split on the picks right now. I would have guessed this. But after seeing how the 49ers stagnated uh, against the Eagles defense, I mean, look, the Packers defense clearly isn't much because the Lions were able to stomp all over them. It just, they eventually started getting to Jared Goff and their offense was too high octane. So. I mean, Green Bay is going for a shootout here. So I, and I mean, the 49ers have a good defense. They are 2-0. and 
but one of them against the Eagles, who it was more the Eagles blowing opportunities being an NFC least team than it was the 49ers actually winning. So, yeah, this one to me should be a bigger spread than straight down the middle. I'm going Packers. I think they're back to the pack format, the pack form. Uh, Aaron Jones, here, here's funny live update. Aaron Jones, apparently, so he was showing off his necklace, or he tried to show off his chain after he scored one of his many touchdowns after his huge night. And, you know, it was like, whatever, guys wear chains, which, first of all, is insane to me. Uh, and then Bleacher Report, I, there was more to this story. Bleacher Report, Jones' necklace has been found. Aaron Jones confirmed the necklace he wore on Monday Night Football containing his father's ashes has been found. So... You're wearing daddy's ashes. That's why you were trying to show it off. And then you lose it. There's so much there. I'm not even going to go into it. <laughs> we're already this deep. All right. And then, brrr, drum roll, please. By the way, Garage Band loop packs don't have a drum roll. So I can't, unless I make one or something, which I'm not going to. Shane, if you ever listen to this, you make me a drum roll, send it to me. I'm going to talk to Shane. All right. Monday Night Football. Who better to put in the primetime slots than NFC least teams? And, but not it doesn't just stop there. We've got ourselves the second Hyper Bowl. It is the Eagles, the Cowboys, Monday night, which means two things. First of all, primetime slots. Second of all, yeah, and you, you're all going to, it's like you're being force-fed spinach right now. You're going to learn to like it. And then... Then we get, what I'm most excited about, getting the Manning broadcast. Ooh, Manning Brothers. Because, oh man, I'm so excited. I'm so excited to see it. Just going to torch them. Uh, this one. So 17% picked the Eagles and 83% picked the Cowgirls. Obviously, just off of precedent, that would be the case. Before I jump, I mean, or just, as off, just off of talent precedent. What the heck am I saying? Just off of, if you look at their rosters, Talent-wise and whatnot, yeah. And then first two weeks' performance seems pretty obvious. Before I give my take, though, guess what we have? We have another prediction, a Hyper Bowl prediction. So if you, Hyper Bowls are in the NFC East teams play each other. So that's another submission that you can do. Send in your take, your little 30-second, one-minute take, and on your prediction for that game on either how things will go positively or negatively because it is a Hyper Bowl. They are NFC least teams. They suck historically. So we look at things like interceptions, punts, yada, yada, you know, dropped passes, missed passes, fumbles, all that good stuff. So, but Connor sent in, also sent in his prediction for this. So here we go. Okay, quick off the cuff. Hyper Bowl predictions. It's Cowboys, Eagles, I'm assuming neither team will be able to stop the other because neither team knows how to play defense. So we're thinking 28-27, and I'm not going to predict the winner. I'm going to say that the winner will be whoever holds the ball second to last. Not the last team with the ball, but the second to last team to have the ball. That's who your winner is. Awesome. Thanks for the take, Connor. I love it. If you guys want to submit yours, you know how to do it. Check the description, check the pages, all that bull crap. Uh, very, very interesting. So not last, because, you know, so many times it's a common prediction. Whoever has it last wins. Whoever has it second to last wins. So, which I don't know what to make of that, but I love it. And it's not even necessarily a solid prediction. He just left it open-ended. So here's what I'm going to do, all right? I'm going to go... So looking at all the numbers, all the stats, you know, the fact that the Eagles lost one of their locker room leaders and kind of morale leaders in Brandon Graham to a torn Achilles. He's gone for the year. He's a D end. Um, but then Jalen Hurts making some decent throws, but then also making some bad throws. But Miles Sanders is showing up. And the fact that the Cowboys, you know, Zerloin, we don't know where he stands. Less than 40 yards, it's a 50-50 shot if he makes it. More than 40 yards, he's automatic. Um I mean, Zeke slimmed down, but Tony Pollard is a clearly, clearly the best running back on that team right now. And as 
in, to use Connor's words, once again, I'm quoting him a lot today, he has a lot of good takes, is, well, it's because he hasn't gotten paid yet. Zeke has. So, um, I mean, come on. I mean, what is there to say besides, I'm going blind fandom and I'm picking the Eagles, you psychopaths. You ever think I'd pick the Cowboys? I cannot believe. There's no money on the line. Even if there was money on the line, all right? Eagles all day. They're going to win. And it's going to be wild, okay? And I'm actually all second Connor's prediction that they will be second to last to have the ball and that will propel them to the win. All right? That's the prediction. It's going to be fun. Going to watch the Manning broadcast. Oh, because I got it right last week, now I actually care about this. How many total points will be scored? Well, given the lack of defense or complete absence, actually, it's like that Madden practice mode when you go no defense and you're just running plays to run plays and you can throw it to any receiver and it'll be a touchdown or everything's a touchdown. It's basically what it's going to be like. So I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with 59 on this one. That's how many points are going to be. Made. All right. And that should wrap it up. That's what we're looking forward to. What games are you most looking forward to either skipping or watching? What games do you hope are on in your regional area? I would love to know anything and everything. What's your Hyper Bowl prediction? Obviously, you can send it to me for this week. I won't get to play it unless you send it to me in the next... Well, it's Tuesday, so you won't be hearing this. So, yeah. Very, very interesting, interesting thing we're going got going on but would love for you guys to join the pigskin pick'em you can find that anywhere you can find the rambling viking podcast pages it's all the link is there go and join up make your picks compete against me i'm getting my butt kicked so right now it's a it's a it's a it's a self-esteem boost for you according to how i'm picking based on how my picks went this week too just just going off of like you know the actual football knowledge side of me i went against it a lot so and i picked with the underdogs a lot so it should be interesting to see play out mainly because of spite for other teams in my division and then also my pure fandom for my team, who I'm still very have very mixed feelings about. So those of you who are in the pigskin picking group, don't forget, make your picks for tomorrow, or at least make Thursday's pick before tomorrow. Get your picks in, though. You guys are kicking my butt. Great job. And if you, you guys have any predictions for future weeks you want to send my way, remember, you can send it through voice memo, voicemail. You can just record it on your phone. So quick instruction, just talk. Hold your phone upside down. Talk into the little microphones on the bottom and using the voice memo. Uh, if you're not sending it via like a voicemail or voice um memo through anchor through the link which even talk into it that way and i don't know keep it six six eight inches away from you if you're talking at a normal normal pitch like i am if you're a little quieter put a little bit closer and the audio will come out crystal clear like connor's so would love to have more of those um audience member submissions so we can talk about it or seemingly talk about it on air so um but yeah that's a that does it for this week's nfl episode edition of the rambling viking podcast remember to like share give me a five star you know get a hold of the show there's one of five ways i always go over it it's the email ramblingviking at gmail.com now have instagram it's the rambling viking podcast same with facebook i'm posting there um putting fun things on the story putting polls on the instagram for the games and whatnot so go and follow us participate in that we'll we'll make it a part of the show then we got maybe post fun clips from the episode then we've got you've, you've got a text and or call line. It's 580-789-9258. And then there's always the Anchor um, website message, which is in the description. It's called Voice Memo. You can do it that way. Do it to it. Don't be a Hanyak about it. Hope you enjoyed this episode from your favorite Hanyak and the head Hanyak. We will see you next time on the Rambling Viking Podcast.